Hey y'all, this is a preview to the latest premium subscriber only episode to Champagne Sharks. So what you're hearing is a small clip of a longer episode that is available over on patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. And it's available to premium subscribers who pay $5 a month. And if you want to hear the rest of the episode, go over to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks and subscribe for only $5 a month. You get not only access to this episode in its entirety, but to the whole backlog of premium episodes, which at this point is over 100 episodes at this point. So it's a great deal. So without further ado, here is the preview. And I hope we See you on the other side at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks, where you can hear the rest. And the reason why I wanted to bring this topic up is because one, we had the Oscars that came that all of that scenario. And I was thinking about this whole, um, the way people are black people are being so-called representation in movies and shit. Oh yeah. This idea that representation matters. Mm -hmm. And it's what's so interesting about that statement is representation matters. And it's really just about being seen. That's all it is. <laughs> it's not about the quality. At all. It's about, well, if it's going to be a buck dancing coon, let me play it. You know what I'm saying? Or, <laughs> or let somebody that I like play it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because then you get the whole, oh, that's a, that person's not FBA, you know, with um, Dems and Idris and, you know, oh, actors yeah. like, uh, what's Daniel Kalulia? How do you say his last name? Kalulia. Yeah, from it's Get Out. Yeah. So then it becomes that part. And it's like, I was thinking about that because I was watching, I watched Hollywood Shuffle again, probably, I watched it again a couple of days ago, but I watched it originally again a couple of weeks ago. Me, me, you, T, and Mario were talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it and I never, when I first saw it, I was probably 10 and we didn't watch it. I didn't know what I was watching. Right. Um, I just knew it was funny, you know, but I didn't understand the, the reading in between the line stuff. That movie's way ahead of its time. It's probably 30 years ahead of its time. It's funny because I always think that too. But as I'm watching, as I was watching it and also thinking of movies, especially from the 70s, it was actually pretty much right on time because it, it was literally reflecting what was taking place. The thing is, it none of it really changed. They just changed the way that it's done. So I thought, I think it was such a, on point movie I saw it for the first time you saw it when it first came out yeah in in 1987 I never saw it until a few years ago at a special screening they were doing over here um, on my block and um, it was a like a little gallery so they would play these like old black movies there sometimes and Hollywood Shuffle they were having Hollywood Shuffle one night I think they showed two movies Um, and this was one of them and it was so interesting because I had heard of it growing up I've heard people talk about it, but I don't remember it coming on TV and at least not me catching it. I don't think I've ever seen it on TV. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it on TV. Um, And nobody I knew like watched it a lot. Like, you know, the last dragon was a movie. Everybody. Right. 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 Um, But so I don't remember people, at least nobody around me was really playing it much. So I I never saw it. And when I first saw it, I am dying laughing because it's actually really, really funny. Yeah. Um, and it, which I will say, old humor doesn't always make me laugh. <laughs> so, you know, you know what I mean? Like that movie stuff from the old days, like the jokes just oh, aren't yeah. fun, as funny anymore. Yeah. Um, but this actually made me laugh, mostly because Robert Townsend is playing all these different types of characters and he is like, he's clearly not. 
right, 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 right. So, he's like me. He talks hella proper. So it's so funny hearing him play pimps and stuff like that, which I think is kind of the point. Is like, this isn't even him, but he's playing. It's not even him. But, you know, it's like there's a scene in the movie where they're in the movie theater, him and his homeboy, and they're like reviewing movies. Kind of like oh, Siskel yeah. and Ebert, you know what I mean? But they're well, just, doing it in like a ghetto hood type of way. Well, just to be clear, so people understand, the movie itself is about Robert Townsend's character named Robert Taylor, who is a young aspiring actor. He, um, you know, he's out of high school, but he's still really, really young. Lives at home with his family, his mom, his grandma, and his baby brother, and he works at a little tiny fast food spot. Um, little hood hot dog spot. A little hot dog stand. Um, John Witherspoon. John, yeah, John Witherspoon is his boss. That's his boss. Not only John Witherspoon is his boss, Keenan Ivory Wayans is his shift manager, and the other brother, Tiny. I can't. Tiny is actually also the same brother from House Party. Really, I didn't even click in so my head. So in, in in House Party, when a uh, kid goes up to um Shireen's, uh um window, he's the one that it's her uncle. He opens the door. And he gets he gets scared and take off running. Oh shoot! Okay, so I that's even, the same dude. Um, but it's funny because so he's working this kind of jobs, but he's like this really is really an aspiring actor. So throughout the movie, you know, he's kind of fantasizing. He has these various, yeah. yeah, he constantly has these daydreams um, around acting. So so there's like these little skits in within the movie that are really funny. It was like a vignette or something like that. I don't know what they, is that what they call him. I don't know probably. Um, I don't know all the movie terms. I'm not good at that stuff. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not a big movie person. But um, I just want to be clear so people understood. So that particular scene was, he was actually out with his friends um, playing basketball or something. And then his friend says, you know, we need black people to review movies. And then he has this fantasy scene of him being in this theater with his friend or a vignette scene of him in the theater with his friend being like the black Siskel and Ebert. But like you were saying, like he's playing this role. Where it's supposed to be like this hood role. And it's so funny watching him play it. Because it's so over the top. You know what I mean? Way over the top. <laughs> way over the top. And I think, you know, there's all these, like, there's a there's a, a, a part in the movie where he's going for a part in a, in a in a movie. And they're telling him they want him to be Eddie Murphy. So you go, you see him sitting there in the in the in this office waiting to be called to do his part. And there's all these Eddie Murphys in there. So it's a whole bunch of dudes, all of them with, like, black leather members only jackets. <laughs> And he's got one on and then he's like tripping, like, I don't want to be Eddie Murphy. I want to be me. You know what I'm saying? But what they're doing mm-hmm. is they're pretty much showing you how Hollywood works as far as like when something becomes really popular, they look for another version of it. You know what I mean? Right. You know, they're looking for the another black version of that. You know, Eddie Murphy, there was always everybody's trying to compare to Eddie Murphy all the way up to Martin Lawrence. Right. You see it in music general. all the time, too. Yeah, it's the same thing with music. You know what I'm saying? And I think that was, to me, that's what I started getting from the movie was, if you're a person, especially a black person that's trying to get involved in Hollywood, be careful what the fuck you ask for. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to get treated like a hoe. Yeah. And for the viewers that think that you're getting this whole representation matters and I felt seen shit, man, they, the people that sit in them rooms and these boardrooms and come up with these ideas for these shows, man, they know what the hell they doing. You know what I'm saying? They find the perfect Negro to get in a role to play it. And they know that you guys, well, I won't say you guys, but a lot of black people are going to be down with that. You know what I mean? No matter you name the show, I don't care. All of them shows, you know what I mean? Even the popular ones, Snowfall, Insecure, Power, all of them. You know what I'm saying? Because well, power. who owns the networks? We get like, exactly. you know what I mean? It's bigger. I think people think that the shows are purely 
based off of the writer and the director. Right. And honestly, most black filmmakers, black actors, black writers, black, you know, uh, TV, ma- uh, TV show f- of, what do you call them? I'm not called TV show makers, but whatever. Um, <laughs> television, whatever, writers or whatever. They're all under a network and the network has the, the decisions, really. Right. They right. can come in and say, actually, you know, I Dream of Jeannie's uh, belly button sh- shouldn't be showing in her genie outfit right that's you know they the producers can the censors can say it but the producers can also say it right mm-hmm. um they can come in and say you know what actually we want an actor that's we you know why don't you get more like it like like an eddie murphy why right. why would you get this guy over here no we want eddie murphy if you can't get eddie murphy we're not gonna do this movie or we're not gonna do this tv show or whatever it and is. and the crazy thing about it is it never works yeah they don't they don't it, it doesn't, which is why, you know, the stuff that tends to work is the stuff when you let the writers who actually know how to write just right. do their jobs um, and let them have freedom. But you'll, if you ever watch like those behind the scenes movies um, about movies or TV shows, you'll often hear about how the network said we could or couldn't do this. Right. But you'll also notice that the white filmmakers have a lot more leeway and freedom oh, yeah. oh, than yeah. the black filmmakers because their yeah. their rules are always a lot more rigid. Mm hmm. I think that's, you know, these days we don't see a Robert Townsend anymore. Like, who's the equivalent to Robert Townsend today? They don't exist. They don't exist. They don't. So the and networks have found a way to make sure they get the type of black people they want. Because back then, movie black filmmakers, a lot like hip hop, all of that was new. Those ideas never existed. Mm. So the idea for Boys in the Hood never existed until John mm. Singleton did it. Right. Who, because Colors wasn't a depiction of gang life in L.A. Right. You know what I'm saying? That could have been a fucking musical, honestly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I was listening to, I want to say it was an audiobook or something like that. And it was interesting listening to the black characters in this book because <laughs> it was clearly written by a white person. Mm-hmm. And Oh, the way they write words like, uh, yeah, get out of my face, you jive turkey and all that kind of shit. Right. And that's what I was, I was thinking of as I was watching the movie. I was thinking about what I was listening to. And I was like, wow, this shit is so crazy. How horrible <laughs> this is written. Like you can totally tell a black person did not write this because mm-hmm. it just didn't flow. It didn't sound right. And it's the same thing I was watching. Um, oh, you know what it was? I wasn't listening to something. I remember what it was. It was that show, um, Funny enough, it's Shonda Land. It's a Shonda Land production. Um, Inventing Anna. Okay. And in that show, so it's a doc, it's a bio. Well, it's like a loose sort of biography about a, of this girl who uh, pretended to be a German heiress and f- defrauded basically everybody in New York, right? Like big wigs in New York. But the girl, the black girls that are in one of the black girls that's in this thing, she clearly is not from the hood the way the it was like all phrases that they got clearly from twitter Mm. it was like how they it was like how people on twitter talk and it was just like i don't even think they were saying those kind of phrases back when this was no 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 and you know but that's what they've done now so now everything is i call it uh ripped from the headlines so Mm. everything that you see on tv shows now whether whatever the show is is gonna have some type of topic or some type of way they're going to crowbar a Twitter conversation. I mean, the simple fact, remember we reviewed Master. Mm-hmm. That's basically what that was. That was a bunch, that was a pretty much a blue checks memoir of being the only black person on a PWI. Man, listen. And then, you know. That's, it, but that's pretty much how it all, how everything sounds. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound authentic. It just sounds, it's like when you, you know how you'd be on Twitter when you see like, um, 
or any type of social media, really, and you see a company trying to be hip. Yep. I see McDonald's and Wendy's and all um, of them doing Secure the bag. Like, nigga. Right. <laughs> We're just going to pick up some chicken, bro. Like, why we have to do all that? Like, what does I have to do with anything? Or, like, I saw one, it was like, Something about Nicki Minaj throwing shade, and it had nothing to do with throwing shade because they didn't know right. what throwing shade was. Right. It was like very like throwing shade is not an obvious thing. If I say, you know, uh, Kenny, your shoes are fucked up, that's not right. throwing shade. No, that's saying my shoes are fucked up. Right. Throwing shade is nice shoes. Where'd you get them? Nine nice cents store. That's exactly. Throwing shade. That's throwing shade. Right. 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 Right, exactly. That's the thing is like, so now what we have is like, like Hollywood Shuffle is pretty much show like in order for you to get on, quote unquote, get on, <clears throat> you're going to have to fit into this box. And he just didn't want to do it anymore. It did, took him a while. It took him a while, you know what I mean? To realize that that's not where he needed to be. And what it was, was his grandmother, you know, when he was going for these roles, his grandma knew he was playing a buffoon in these roles and she wasn't going to tell him not to do it. But she was basically, basically giving him grandma advice, like, be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. And then he has a younger brother who's watching him. So his younger brother is thinking it's his hero. You know what I'm saying? So now he's got to look at himself like, man, I'm playing these damn roles, man. My brother's looking at me. Okay, it wasn't a good idea. But what you see today is people will try to figure out a way to where you look like you a damn fool for not wanting to do it. But yes, exactly. In fact, it you was don't like slave play? Oh, you a damn fool. It's, in fact, it was interesting watching this because it you kind of felt for Robert's mm-hmm. character because he's sort of in this in-between space, right? His family is like, you know, his family is very, his family is very supportive. It's very supportive. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, it's like, yo, you need to, like his grandma was like, go to the post office. Like, that's a real job, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And she wasn't saying don't become an actor necessarily, but she's like, you're playing these kind of roles. And his mom is trying to tell the grandma, like, yo, but this is, you know, this it's work. And she's like, the post office is work. <laughs> you know, that's right, to, right. if it's just about work. But it's so clearly it's not just about work then, right? And so um, it was really... It's about the dream. It's about the... And, you know, the thing about it is, I think where we get caught up in this dichotomy where if I do take a real job, then I'm giving up on my dream. You're not necessarily right. giving up on your dream. You need to choose a better dream. Or another way to access the dream. Because the, clearly the way you're accessing this dream is not sustainable. Exactly. And if, if you the, notice, yeah. and I, I know I think I just to back up what you exactly what you're saying, that's the movie. That's right? the movie. Right? He's made this movie. In real life, Robert Townsend and Keenan Ivory Wayans made a movie. They right. weren't, they said, hey, we're, we're experiencing this in Hollywood. Fuck it. We'll just do something ourselves as we critique what right. we're experiencing in Hollywood. And, we, so, and, and we're going to go over the, oh, we're going overboard, but that's the point. Right. Well, the, exactly. Because the reality is this, I, and, I, and I think this was also very intentional on their part. If you notice the Robert Townsend character, if it wasn't obvious, he didn't notice. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even realizing, you know, how coonerific everything was. He like, just thought he's, he's just getting on. He just wanted yeah, to get he on. Just, he just wanted to act. He fantasized yeah. about it all day. It's what he did. It's all he dreamed of, which is to be able to act, right? Which it makes sense. You're a creative person. You feel like, you know, you're good at this. This is something you're passionate about and you enjoy. And he admires this big coon-ass fucking no, little coon-ass nigga who's a fucking devil in some TV show. Baddie shows. boy, yeah. He was baddie boy. Bad, <laughs> baddie boy. <laughs> it was so fucking dumb. Um, so you know, so he's he's admiring this guy, you know, this guy who's who's basically cooning on a TV show. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
I found it real interesting that he's not aware of anything until it becomes more over the top. And it's like, oh, shit. So it I almost think, like he has to he has to personally be disrespected in order right. for him to get it. And I think that's exactly what this movie did. It's like I, they had to go over the top with the disrespect and the yeah. ignorance. All right. So that was a preview. If you like what you hear and you want to hear the rest of the episode and a hundred more episodes, then by all means go over to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. Take care, y'all.